The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Second hour of Pure Opelka. Still so much to cover today. I I have non-politics news to get to today. And we will get to it. Uh, but we have some of the politics to talk about, and I have some stupid news, too, that we will talk about. And some of the stupid news drifts over into the politics news. So you get a double dose of that, which is why it's called Piro Pelka. Still an hour away from the pre-show of the Jeff Sessions <laughs> grilling. Uh, before we get to our guest, Scotty Nell Hughes, I have great news if you happen to be uh, named Opelka or a fan of my nephew who plays tennis, young Riley Opelka upset, not upset, but he did. He crushed his opponent in uh, Nottingham today in England. He's trying to win a spot in the Wimbledon tournament coming up in a couple of weeks, but he beat another American seven, six, six, four. So good for you, Riley and all the Riley fans who keep up with his, his exploits as a 19-year-old trying to break into the world of pro tennis. Uh, thank you for your support. He's a really good kid. Uh, I, I get messages from him virtually every single day, and he hears from you guys on Twitter. So thank you. Uh, joining me now is someone who's been a, a regular to this show and somebody who's always been there if and when I needed her to be a, a part of a discussion. So I call that friendship. I call that someone who's reliable. And I know that there are days that she didn't want to be on this show because she was either tired or worn out or just exhausted from all the stupidity of the last two years on the campaign trail. But she's always been there. And I don't think I recall her ever saying no. And I'm very happy she's available to talk to us today. Scotty Nell Hughes is with us, I guess, from Tennessee today. No, actually, I'm in Florida. Um, I just took a step off down here. I brought my parents and my children. And just like you, first of all, congratulations to Ryan. I'm one of those Opelka tennis fans and have been just amazed to watch how not only your family continue to show support, but how that family is now extended amongst your fan base as we kind of are all cheering for Ryan because uh, I think we all feel like he's like our nephew because you're such a proud uncle. 
Yeah, I have proud uncle syndrome, and, and I still call him Little Riley, even though he's seven feet tall now. And he's just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous standing next to him. I feel like a, a tiny kid, but thanks, Scotty. So, Scotty, uh, interesting day today. There's a, I would ask you uh, questions on a myriad topics, but I'm, I'm mm -hmm. leafing through the Tennessean today, you know, the newspaper out of your home state. <laughs> And I'm reading about the upcoming governor's race because there are a bunch of people who are thinking about getting into the race. And one of them that I hear is, is thinking about getting into the governor's race is Diane Black, who represents the 6th District in your state and represents it very well. And then I hear if Diane Black jumps into the governor's race, then somebody I know might be considering a run for the House somebody whose name rhymes with Mati Bell Booze. Do you, do, you, do you have any idea who I'm talking about? Uh, I, think I, I think I do. I think I have quite a clue. Here's the deal, Mike. It's just like you. Every day we go out there and we want to be a voice and a fighter for the people. And I have been that way since the day I was born to a certain extent, but mainly especially since I got into talk radio at an early age right out of college. And there is an opportunity, and I've been approached to seize upon that opportunity with our, my congresswoman, Diane Black, possibly running for governor. And there's a good chance that's going to happen. But the dominoes start with her. And I want, I want my congresswoman, who is uh, the first female chair of the Budget Committee, and I'm very proud of her, uh, I want her to feel like she's making the best decision for her family, for her constituents, for the state of Tennessee. And so that's why, you know, my, any opportunity, any discussions that I have is really weighing upon, I want her to make the decision for herself. And, uh, and for her, she's kind of the first domino that needs to fall. But the truth is, look at the stories. They kind of all tie in together. Mike, look at what we're hearing today coming out of Washington, D.C. First of all, the circus around uh, General Sessions, that they're going to try to play this up when he has done nothing wrong. And I am so glad it's going to be public that we might have an end to this whole Russia collusion uh, fake news narrative. But then the more important story that's coming out is that you're seeing that nearly 2 million fell off the Obamacare coverage roll through mid-March, leaving only 10.3 million people covered by health insurance. And I know your listeners, just like me, have probably had an issue with health insurance trying to get it, and it is near impossible right now. We have a major problem going on with our health insurance uh, program in the United States today. And we have got to have someone up there that's going to continue to fight so that everyday Americans, tax-paying middle-class Americans can get good insurance and be able to see their doctors, but not at the total cost of the rest of the country um, or any of our very important programs. So there's a lot of things going on in D.C. right now uh, that makes me consider this this potential opportunity. Have you, obviously you've thought this out a little bit, what is it like talking to your family about possibly running for Congress? What, what is that conversation like? And is there pushback? And uh, just how do you approach it? It's a total family. I can't do this without my family. And by my family, I'm talking about those legally bound to me, but more importantly, on those that even extend outside of our, our home address. Um, if you know, just like President Trump, and they're they're used to this. They knew this potentially could be coming because they knew when President Trump made his campaign promises in 2016, and I put my name defending it, and I went out there and made those promises as well. They know me. They know I'm not just a person that of words. I have to put action behind my words. I have to see things through. 
And so whether that's staying in journalism, whether that's continuing as I am as spokeswoman for defending the president, uh, PAC, or actually getting into the halls of Congress and trying to make sense of it, they knew that I was not going to rest until I felt like I had fulfilled my word to the people I gave it to. And that's how I've always been um, with whatever issue that might be. They're going to be behind it, um, but they're definitely, they understand that when I do things, I do it 100%. And so I would involve my children on the campaign trail. I'd involve my husband, who's a phenomenal supporter of the uh, of me. And, and it would be truly a, a realistic approach to campaigning. I'm not going to change. I'm going to be who I've always been because I haven't changed yet. So why start now? No, you you have been exactly the same person I've known for going on six plus years at this point and nothing has changed and and it's been consistent and that's one of the things i respect about you we're talking to scotty nell hughes you know her from being a, someone who's been a trump supporter from the early days you know her before that from her association with our friends at politichicks you know her from her book roar the new conservative woman speaks out. I can't believe that book's been out for three years, but it is out there. You can find it on Barnes and Noble. So, Scotty, I know I know who you are because I've, as I said, I've known you from day one. A conservative woman, but a strong conservative woman, a person who's a mom, a person who's a wife, and a person who does seem to either have two clones or the secret to boundless energy, which I would like to know what the heck it is. Yeah, well, ask your nephew right now, because Ryan's obviously putting out a lot of energy to everywhere he's running. No, it's called we're, we're fighting for freedom. We're fighting for our country. And 2016 sent a strong message in November. But that fight has just begun. The battles have just become. And if you've looked at all of the horrible things happening to conservatives in this country, uh, whether you're talking about abuse, whether you're talking about damage to Republican headquarters, uh, we have to stand up and we have to show that we're not going to back down or be intimidated back into being the silent majority. We need to continue to be the loud majority. And so I would not change um, going to D.C. And I've never necessarily been the popular kid. You can ask my friends in high school. And so I would not be going up there to get invited to the, the cool parties. I would be more concerned about making sure that every day a hardworking American's voice would be heard, um, even if that meant me being kicked off a few people's Christmas card list. Well, I think that's okay. On um, in terms of yeah, uh, timeline, what what uh, what's the timeline for Congresswoman Black to have to make her decision? Well, she, you know, obviously it's a very important budget year uh, with the president's first budget, so she probably would want to make sure that that was seen through um, and make sure that, that that was passed. You know, anywhere up to next January, she has she has some flexibility to decide and to make her decision. And uh, then, you know, like I said, the dominoes fall. And the key in all of this is I would not be running against anybody. I'd be running for the people of the 6th District and beyond. And so there's other names being circulated around. And I think it's, you know, that, that would be great. But I'm not running against anyone else. I'm running for. And, that, and that's the, the big difference, I think, in a politician and a person um, is that a politician is running against folks. I'm running just for, for what I've always said that I believe in and what I believe this country was built on and for the American American family. Scotty, when when we look at things like this, if we look at even just the consideration of this, my mind goes to the 6th District in Georgia where we had a seat open, a Republican seat open, that's been fairly reliably Republican 
although the demographics are shifting in that district and it's getting a little more purple, if you will. And, and the Democrats have poured millions and millions of dollars into that seat. We, we're still thinking it's a toss-up until the 20th when the special election happens. Would the same thing happen with this district seat if it becomes vacated or available uh, in, in 2018? Would the same thing happen? Is that district reliably red, or is it also one of these districts that's uh, in flux? Uh, the 6th District of Tennessee is as red as the red and the red, white, and blue. It is okay, solid. Good. There's 17 counties that make up the district. And so whoever wins the primary more than likely is, has been the candidate, will be the candidate. I mean, Diane Black being chair of budget, there's a reason why. Uh, there's strong support. In fact, the number one county that went for President Trump is in this district, uh, and that's Clay County. So there's a lot of great, you know, this is a very solid conservative Republican uh, base, which is wonderful for me, considering I've been raised right. I've never, ever not been a Republican since the day I was born and have always fought for behind the scenes or, you know, more in the public eye for good candidates to be elected. And I never wanted to run for office, Mike. I never wanted to have my name on the ballot. In fact, I've lost every election that I ran for, and that was back in high school and in college, just because I'm one of those that have always been such a team player. But the case right now is that we need to continue. Uh, we need to have good, strong support. But more importantly, um, as this, this, we can see, continue to see the assault um, from the left, uh, when we're looking at 2018, and they're saying the candidates are going to be beat down because of who it, because President Trump. I think it's the exact opposite. And so, having a strong showing with the sixth congressional district as Republicans, whoever the nominee will be, I think will be one of those to fight back any of the narrative that you're seeing coming out of some of those more purple-esque districts, like what we see in Georgia. I certainly appreciate the way you think. I love being able to pick your brain. And find out what you're seeing and what you're thinking, because it, it helps me get a better understanding overall. And uh, look, if Scotty Nell Hughes decides to get into this race, if the opportunity becomes available and she does it, she's already been parodied on SNL. She's already had uh, a lot of people on the left try and fire shots at her, verbal shots at her, written insults. So I, I think Scotty's battle tested, if nothing else. <laughs> And uh, I don't worry about your conservative principles in any way, shape or form. You know that uh, when the time comes, I hope you'll let this audience know what's happening. And I hope we can uh, be there to help support a good conservative if that opportunity makes itself available. Thank you, Mike. And I value you and your audience because, more importantly, I value their feedback. I value what the problems they're addressing every day are the problems that I'm addressing every day. And I want to make sure that we work to help the fix. So I, I value you. I value your audience immensely in this fight. And I would not do it without your support. Well, thank you, my friend. You will have it. I don't even know if anybody else will be running. I don't even know if you'll be running, but I'll be here when the time comes. So just let me know. Thank you, and I appreciate it. And thank you for all that you and The Blaze continues to do because it's your voice that keeps people engaged and holds politicians accountable for the actions they're doing in D.C., and that's, that's the most important part right now. Okay, now you know we'll do that to you too, but now you have to go hang out with your parents and your kids and have some fun in Florida. I will try my best. That's, that, that's the easy part of the job. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. I really appreciate you. <laughs> thank you, Mike.
There she goes. Scotty Nell Hughes, possible congressional candidate in 2018. I know it's June of 2017. We barely got in the Trump White House on its feet. And I'm already talking about 2018. We have to be aware the Democrats are. And right now we have to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize it's speculation, but you know what? Somebody like Scotty Nell Hughes would be a great asset in Congress, especially for those of us who are conservatives from the early days of the Tea Party. Before I get back into that, I need to remind you of this phone number. Write this down. 800 500 8384. So simple. 800 500 8384. That's the number that helped change my life. That's Relief Factor. That's where you get the all natural anti inflammatory that has helped me. It's helped Brad Staggs. It's helped thousands of people. It's helped people that listen to this radio show. And what it does, the combination of these all natural ingredients eliminates the irritation, the inflammation in your joints. At least it did for me on day eight. And this is going on 14 weeks now. And I don't take any over-the-counter painkillers. I don't take prescription painkillers. I only take all-natural relief factor. If you have pains in your joints, in your knees, in your back, your neck, why are you living with pain? Try the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. Just try it. Give them a call. Ask them all the questions you want. 800-500-8384. Go to relieffactor.com. Get the information. I take it at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's already pre-packaged, ready to go. You don't have to figure out why I have to take one of those and one of No, it's set to go. And then get back to your life. I'm playing golf. I'm working more in the garden. I'm, I'm there, and I know the reason why is Relief Factor. So check it out, relieffactor.com. Michael Pelka on the Puro Pelka. We have much to talk about today. We have, we have a story that, that I need more time to get to, the Alex Jones story. And I don't know if there's an Alex Jones fan in this audience. You're welcome to call and tell me why why you're upset or you're happy about the Megyn Kelly interview, the upcoming Megyn Kelly interview. The mayor of New York City has said he does not want the interview to run. And if you listen to Bill uh, O'Reilly with Glenn Beck earlier today, 
I believe O'Reilly was saying he didn't want it to run because he did not he did not want anybody doing anything that would upset the families who lost a child or a, or a family member at at Sandy Hook at the massacre of Sandy Hook and and there are people who lost family members on 9/11 and Alex Jones has said some pretty insulting things about both of those events but O'Reilly said he wouldn't he wouldn't have interviewed the guy he wouldn't have given him the light of day but now the interview exists and there are calls to get rid of it and a matter of fact, there's a pretty large business, a sponsor that has pulled out. And I want to talk about that. I want to get into the reasons why this company says they can't support it. And I'm a client of this company and I'm not happy that they have made this decision. I realize as a, a libertarian that uh, it's their it's their uh, decision. The free market affords them the opportunity to support or deny support of anybody they want. But it also affords me the opportunity to decide where I'm going to spend my money. So we'll talk about the Alex Jones interview. I'd love to hear from you. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. Are you for or against the airing of the Alex Jones interview. And are you an Alex Jones fan? Get a hold of me. We'll discuss next. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Again, uh, I would be really surprised if there were, there were an Alex Jones fan listening to this show. Uh, unless you were being told to monitor the Blaze Radio Network by Alex Jones, I, I don't see any reason why. We're on different planets. Uh, we operate in different spheres. Uh, this one... This one's got a lot of truth in it. This one tries to have fun, yes, but we also we don't resolve resolve uh, we don't dissolve into this fog of insanity that I think has actually taken a hold of of the Alex Jones world, of the InfoWars world. You know, I know you've heard some of it. But this this was the promo that ran the Megyn Kelly promo about her interview with Alex Jones. And I'm going to stop and start it. Yeah, because it's worth stopping and starting. But I also believe it's it's okay. I believe it's okay. And there are some people who've been having a discussion with me. Do you think it's all right to give this guy the legitimacy of being on? network television on a show that should be pretty highly rated. This was from Megyn Kelly's NBC promo. His authoritarianism knows humanity's awakening and it's moving against humanity on a planetary scale. The great global battle for the future of our species is being fought right now. 
So just that alone. Somebody believes the great global battle being fought for the future of our species is going on right now. Just that statement. That, that tells you there's something else going on here. Let's see if I can get a little deeper on this. Death. People get very angry. Yeah, well, that's all I know. But- Sorry, Shamad, I missed that. Did you, do we have a call? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Get angry about the half million dead Iraqis from the sanctions, or they don't get angry about all the That's illegal dodge. No, 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 it's not a dodge. The media never covers all the evil wars it's promoted. All the that big doesn't things. excuse what you did and said uh, about Newtown. Uh, uh, you know it. I, here, here's the difference. I looked at all the angles of Newtown, and I made my statements long before the media even picked up on it. We didn't get any of the really important stuff. What do you? Alex Jones saying to Megyn Kelly after he talks about conspiracy theories of 9/11. Alex Jones, after he talks about a conspiracy theory about Sandy Hook, saying that there were actors involved and there were, uh, that it didn't actually happen, that they used footage of dead children from previous massacres. And then he says, we didn't get to the good stuff and unleashes this. And Megyn Kelly kind of can't even believe it. We talk about all the important stuff. Well, here's the big one they always make fun of me. You probably want to throw this in there. 30 years ago, they began creating animal-human hybrids. Isn't that the big story Megyn Kelly should be doing? He's authoritarian. 30 years ago, they began creating animal-human hybrids. Animal-human hybrids. Isn't that the big story Megyn Kelly should be doing? Isn't that the big story Megyn Kelly should be doing? Okay. I was going to say, and Shemont just whispered the same thought in my ear. Are we to believe that the government created Mothman? Or is, is Alex Jones a creation of the government? I understand what Bill O'Reilly said today to Glenn Beck. And it surprises me that Bill O'Reilly had that take. Because sometimes I see Bill O'Reilly as a little more calloused, a little more rough. But that side of Bill O'Reilly saying, you know, I wouldn't want one of those families from Sandy Hook to feel bad. And I don't think giving this guy a few minutes on network television is an awful thing. I think it exposes him for what he is, a jack wagon. I think it shows the people The real Alex Jones, and he's going to say, if he doesn't like it, guess what he's going to say to his followers? Well, they they did a hatchet job on me. They took the tapes and they cut it up to make me look like an idiot. No, no, that's not true. He's already come out and said, they lit it so I would look crazy. They lit it like a Halloween video. So he's already distancing himself from this. But I do think it's okay, and some of the points that Glenn Beck brought up today I think are very important, that if, if, you, if you don't show this, you're, you're also giving him power. But Glenn talked about, well, we've had interviews with Charles Manson. We've had interviews with other killers like this, and we would have interviewed Osama bin Laden. I absolutely believe it. Before the Twin Towers came down, we were chasing bin Laden, and he was openly talking about taking America down. 
So why wouldn't you run this? Here's a guy who has White House press credentials. Here's a guy who's talked to the president. Especially those on the left, I think, would, would be all for this. Now, I mentioned there was a, a big company that said, um, we're going to pull the money out. A major advertiser was repulsed, reportedly. The story's on theblaze.com right now. Major advertiser, quote, repulsed, close quote, by Megyn Kelly controversy, pulls ad from NBC. Kristen Lemkow, who is a, a big marketing officer, chief marketing officer with J.P. Morgan Chase, said, as an advertiser, I'm repulsed that Megyn Kelly would give a second of airtime to someone who says Sandy Hook and Aurora are hoaxes. Why? And I wrote to Kristen Lemkow because uh, we're, we're Chase clients. We have been in business with Chase for 25 years. Had mortgages with Chase. Have, money, have a 401k with Chase. Have an, a retirement account with Chase. At least today. You see, I, I don't agree with this. And I, I get it, Ms. Lemkow. You're, you are, as chief marketing officer, you are charged with placing advertising dollars where you see it best represents your interest as a company and you want to associate with certain programs. So what are you saying here? That you want to make sure that journalism is somehow restricted? Well, that's, if that's the case, then I understand where you come from. It's your right to do that as a private company. It's my right as a private citizen to make a decision on where I do business as well. And I think that's really, I think that's really missing out here. Now, if Ms. Lemkow, or however you say your name, Lemkow, if Kristen Lemkow had said, I watched it, and I don't agree, I don't think it deserves the time of day, I'd be much more interested in her doing what she said. But I think this is, once again, another example of somebody reacting to the whispering in the hallway. This is, once again, another reaction to a Twitter storm that may or may not be absolutely valid. But taking your action without seeing the segment, I think is incorrect. So I would encourage this woman. She has not responded back to me. I would encourage Ms. Lemkow to look before you leap next time. You can be repulsed by it, but maybe, just maybe Megyn Kelly's segment would make a lot more people repulsed by this guy. And I can see, I, I believe that none of Alex Jones's fans listen to this show. And that's why I believe none of them will call in. So it is what it is. But I, I just hope we get to see the whole thing. And I would hope there's more to it. I hope there'll be a, a deeper dive on who Alex Jones is. Certainly been entertaining the way, uh, the way Glenn and Pat and Stu have, have dealt with Alex Jones. If you go back to the wonderful world of Stu, I think it was about three or four weeks ago when they ran the, the I'm, I'm using air quotes here, the documentary looking into whether or not Alex Jones and the late Bill Hicks are the same person.
Um, I knew Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks was a funny guy. Bill Hicks was a real talent. Alex Jones to me is a. He's a marketing tool. And I'll leave it at that. Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, the news world is waiting with bated breath for 2 o'clock to happen So on the East Coast. So everybody can get ready for Jeff Sessions testifying on the Russia probe and the Comey hiring. They're all showing the door where Jeff Sessions will come out and walk across the hall to the hearing room. It's just so much. Are we making this more than it is? Yes. It's just too much, people. And meanwhile, Rand Paul at 225 is going to be holding a vote about the, the reported $109, $110 billion deal with Saudi Arabia. It just makes me want to, makes me want to scream. Rand Paul says we need to have a discussion before we give all these arms, before we sell all these arms to the Saudis, because we're not sure if it's going to be a good idea for our really good friends, Israel. We're not sure if it's going to be a really smart idea for the Saudis to have all these weapons, because it will literally force the Israelis to beef up their weapons. So I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see if they will slow down the start of this hearing before this vote happens at uh, 225 Eastern. You know, these things never start on time. And the other thing, can we please do what I what I've suggested? And I've said it to more than one senator and one congressman. Can we hold these hearings with everybody standing up? That would be my number one priority. Because then we stop all the bloviating, all the BSing, all the butt kissing and all of the uh, all the party line crap. And the second thing, media. The, the people with the still cameras. You know, you can turn off the clicking. Virtually none of those cameras are film cameras anymore. They're all digital cameras. They're all probably three to $5,000 digital cameras that can hold a bazillion pictures. And the clicking you hear is not necessary. You can turn that off. But no, nobody wants to be the one to do it. They all want their clicking to be heard. So, so maddening. All right. Uh, I've got a little bit of... um, different news that we should discover and talk about when we talk about things going on. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to rehab. Tiger Woods, who did not have alcohol in his system when he was arrested for driving under the influence or operating a motor vehicle under the influence, 
but he does face the prospect of losing the joint custody of his two children. I think they're eight and nine years old, but he's going back to rehab. He's checked into the, uh, the Jupiter, Florida medical center reportedly reserved the entire, the entire part of the, uh, of the inpatient center for men. They separate the patients, men and, and women at this um, drug addiction center. According to Radar Online, he is going to be there for 28 days. And I hope he gets well. Look, Tiger Woods, one of the most exciting athletes that we watched in golf forever. And then his fall from grace has been nothing short of painful. But when he told cops he had taken Xanax, it earlier uh, in, and earlier in the evening had also taken Vicodin, the combination of the two appears to have put him in the situation he was in when the cops found him in his banged-up Mercedes-Benz in Florida. Nobody wants to see a parent get taken away from their kids, especially when it's for pills, this kind of addiction to Vicodin, Ambien, Xanax, whatever it was. Let's hope he can get his life straightened out and get his kids back in his life. This is a sign that that we all should realize just how difficult this opioid addiction is in our country. Here's a guy who's got everything. Here's a guy who's got money and fame and athletic ability, and yet he can't get past it. He can't get past the pre- prescription drug addiction issue. It It will be one of the biggest things that holds us back from becoming the great nation again as the president wants us to become unless we can solve this problem. And I really had hoped that, that uh, New Jersey's Chris Christie would have taken that key from the campaign. Remember when he was so, so emotional on the campaign trail? I think that would have driven him to a better place in the election. And maybe, maybe he'll use his post-governor time to uh, work on opioid addiction. But in any case, best of luck, Tiger Woods. Hopefully we'll see you in 28 days and you'll be better. But we also need to put the nation on a similar program. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're not sure when you should listen to the Blaze Radio, here are some ideas. While enjoying family game night, while ordering your venti soy no whip latte, while photoshopping wedding pictures, pretty much any time is a good time to listen to the Blaze Radio. Check out our live shows. Hi there, it's Doc, Chris, and Cal from the Morning Blaze. Podcasts. 100 Days of Trump, because it's been an exciting 100 days. And on-demand programming. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Radio Network. All at theblaze.com slash radio. The IRS is the most feared agency in the world. You've heard ads from other companies 